I'm Andy. This is Who Positive. Welcome to episode 52. Patrick Troughton, the second Doctor. Initially, I was just going to talk about The Faceless Ones, an animated episode that was created using the soundtrack from the original 1960s Faceless Ones episode. That episode is one of the missing episodes of Doctor Who. The second Doctor has the most missing episodes. BBC, in the 60s, decided that most of its archives were probably not going to be interesting to people, so they would wipe episodes and reuse the tapes. Over the years, they have been able to find some episodes that had been shipped to different studios. Recently, uh, I think it was in the Middle East, they found a bunch of episodes and they're able to take the soundtracks that fans recorded for years and resync them up and use that in the episodes. They clean them up, they remix them. A lot of these episodes, they haven't been able to find at all. And they've taken the time to animate and create whole episodes out of either parts of episodes or in the case of the Faceless Ones and the Macro Terror, they animate the entire thing. They also did it for Power of the Daleks, which is a very important episode. That's the second Doctor's first episode. And I have been kind of enraptured watching these animated episodes. They've also done a couple of episodes where they have only animated a few episodes that were missing, like Moonbase, which I also very much enjoyed. I haven't spent as much time with the second Doctor as some of the other Doctors, mostly because he has a lot of missing episodes, and there was kind of a carryover between episodes back in the day. You wouldn't necessarily cleanly end one story and then start another one. The end of the Faceless Ones, for instance, the TARDIS is missing. Ben and Polly, two of the Doctor's companions at the time, decide, you know what? This is their era. They're going to just go on their way. And they leave the Doctor and Jamie, and the Doctor and Jamie go looking for the TARDIS. So it continues directly on into the next episode, Evil of the Daleks, which is another missing episode. Fingers crossed that after Fury of the Deep, Evil of the Daleks is the next episode that they animate. I'm really excited because there isn't an entire season of Patrick Troughton as the Doctor, but if they do Evil of the Daleks, I think that they would be able to put out a nice Blu-ray box set containing an entire season of the second Doctor. Patrick Troughton had a really rough job because Doctor Who was a phenomenal success with William Hartnell in the title role as the Doctor. Taking over from William Hartnell meant that Patrick Troughton had to somehow take a character that people had gotten to know and love and put a new spin on it and make it his own with the highest viewing figures of any show in Britain at the time. The show was getting famous from movies starring Peter Cushing, so it was like, you know what, we can do this. It doesn't have to be William Hartnell necessarily. He's kind of thought of as the first doctor that has the regeneration power, and it adds a, a mythos to the show. And so he's bringing in a huge chunk of what's become classic Doctor Who mythos with him. And watching him do that is very, very cool. And being able to watch Power of the Daleks, his first episode, seeing that after watching some William Hartnell stuff, they're very, very different actors. And what they bring to the role is so different. And you would think that maybe audiences would bulk. But at the time, I think that Patrick Troughton was 
able to carry the show in a different way than William Hartnell was. His relationship with one of his stalwart companions, Jamie, you could tell they really enjoyed working together. And I think the audience could tell that they very much enjoyed working together. And that, I think, really helped the show move forward. Now, without Patrick Troughton, there would not be Doctor Who now. If that hadn't happened, if they'd have just said, you know what, we got some series, we're done, you know, Bill's not feeling well, we gotta, we gotta pack it up, which could have happened. It could have very easily been just a, hey, we had a good run, we're packing it up. But instead, they they went out of a limb and they tried Patrick Troughton and it worked phenomenally. And going back to his episodes now and being able to view them with new eyes and have more of a continuity between episodes, it's really cool. I highly, highly recommend checking out the animated episodes and more of Patrick Troughton's stuff. I've watched Faceless Ones, Macro Terror, Moonbase, and Tomb of the Cybermen. Tomb of the Cybermen is one of the few intact episodes, and it is thought of as a classic, and I can see why. I mean, the obvious racism aside, I will not say that these episodes are perfect, but the obvious racism aside, Tomb of the Cybermen is a super cool episode. It's really fun to watch. The Macra Terror is also really cool, and knowing that what happens to the Macra in Gridlock, the 10th Doctor episode, it's just kind of cool to see a very different side of the Macra in that. Uh, there's a lot of Cybermen episodes with the Second Doctor. I'm right now watching the Telesnap reconstruction of Wheel in Space, where one of my favorite Doctor Who companions, Zoe, is introduced. So I'm just really excited that they're doing this project. I'm really excited to rediscover the Second Doctor for myself. He has the most missing episodes. There's going to be a release of uh, Fury from the Deep either late this year or early next year, and I'm ex really excited about it. I was a little disappointed that The Wheel in Space was a telesnap reconstruction and not a full animation. I had been misled online that there was a full animation of Wheel in Space that was exclusive to BritBox. That's not the case. It's a telesnap reconstruction, so it's basically like listening to a radio play and having some pictures from the episode up, which is pretty cool, and I'm glad I get to experience the episode. And there is an abridged version of the first episode of Wheel in Space that's been animated, and I'll check that out. The second Doctor is, is well worth your time to look at. You can see elements borrowed by other actors playing the Doctor. Uh, Matt Smith, I think you can see a lot of Matt Smith's 11th Doctor in the second Doctor. And I think you can also see uh, things that Peter Capaldi borrowed from the second Doctor. I'm also re-watching Peter Capaldi stuff and looking for attributes that other actors brought to the role that I believe Peter Capaldi purposely brought out. And I'm glad that I rediscovered the second Doctor so that I can look for those attributes a little bit more. Again, it's not that I haven't watched everything the second Doctor's in, it's just that these episodes, I've never seen them before because they were lost, they weren't available. So this is the first time I'm seeing some of them and it's, it's really cool and it's really cool to have his era kind of restored. Uh, I'll talk probably more about Faceless Ones or Macro Terror future episode, but I just wanted to say how enraptured I am with the second Doctor right now and how much fun I'm having watching his stuff and rediscovering his stuff. Because again, he had probably the hardest job of any Doctor. Isolation in COVID times. I've been reading some articles about COVID time and how physical distancing has been causing people to feel really isolated. Some experts thought the term social distancing was not the correct term to use. The term should have been physical distancing because what we really need to do is stay physically distant from people, not socially. When traumatic events happen, humans as a group tend to try to cluster together and comfort one another. But that's exactly what we can't do in COVID times, at least not physically. I've been reading more about how 
isolation can trigger people to feel anxious and apathetic. I'm definitely more on the apathetic side than the anxious side. It's really interesting to see how many studies have been done about isolation. People were saying that it can be as harmful as high blood pressure in some cases. It just adds a lot of stress into our lives. And we can feel a lot of loneliness, especially when you don't have someone to share your life with. It's important right now that we go out of our way to comfort others, to reach out to people, to take comfort in our small circle of people that we have in our lives, and to take time for ourselves. We're not likely to live through something like this again, and it's important right now to reflect on who we want to be at this time and who we want to help and who can help us. Uh, so I just encourage you to give someone a phone call that maybe you haven't talked to in a while, try a Zoom chat, or even just send an email. But reaching out is really important, not just for yourself to try to ward off some of that anxiety and some of that apathy, but also for the people that you're reaching out to. Uh, one article said that just reaching out to someone and being able to say to yourself, at least someone is thinking about me, is a big deal. So I would encourage everybody, take some time, think about someone you haven't reached out to in a while, and just reach out to them in some way. Phone call, email, anything you can. I filled a notebook. So in 1993, I found a really cool Deep Space Nine notebook with graph paper in it. And as of... Sunday, May 3rd, I filled that notebook with notes about Who Positive, and it was fun to look back through it and see the notes that I have, starting with episode one all the way to episode 51, and it was just fun to read through it and see how my mission has changed a bit, and to see how many episodes I've watched and taken notes on, to see how many episodes I've watched and taken notes on that I haven't gotten a chance to talk about yet, how many ideas that I've had that I also haven't gotten to do yet. And it just reinvigorated me and just reminded me that I have places that I want to take this podcast and I have uh, people I want to talk to and people I want to find out more about and find out about the things they love and find out about what those things bring to their life. And so it was just really exciting. And I don't finish notebooks very much. I buy many, many, many notebooks. Uh, the fact that this one is 27 years old and I just filled it tells you about my propensity for not filling up notebooks. Uh, when I filled this notebook, I had to choose which empty notebook I wanted to be my Who Positive notebook next. And I was like, do I choose the blue one? Do I choose a black one or a green one? I went with the orange one. But it was exciting. It was exciting to feel like uh, I had used this notebook for something that means something to me. It was exciting to see that I was able to fill an entire booklet of graph paper with notes that are mostly about this podcast. And I had a lot of fun taking these notes and just looking back at like the handwriting and the notes I took. It's just nice to see how excited I was about it and how excited I still am about it. And I look forward to doing this podcast every time I sit down to do it. It's just, it's a fun thing to do. I hope to fill another notebook with notes just on this podcast. That's all for episode 52. Next time I'll talk about Faceless Ones and Macro Terror and dive back into my 12th Doctor rewatch. I've got interviews on the horizon and lots of places left to go. I hope to see you soon. Thank you very much for listening.
Yeah.